And maybe he could have gotten this new revelation in ACA. I don't know. I was pitching it really hard last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he did. He has connected to something and been able to stay sober since he finally started working on this childhood trauma. And it just, you know, it got me thinking about if you're if you get into recovery and you start and you don't start working on the tools that you can work on, such as meditation, such as somatic healing, all these things that can help with your amygdala, mm. then it's just, it's it's what they say in the big book, you sober up a horse thief and you have a, a sober horse thief. Mm. You know, um, it's interesting this journey we're all on and i sometimes wonder if um in aa because like i think it's like i i kind of feel like it's the mothership you know i think it's treated as it's the, it was the first one right and i know a lot Absolutely. of um people that are qualified for cma crystal meth anonymous a lot of the people i've seen a lot of them <laughs> really go through go, cma there's yeah, a crystal methanol. It's it's oh. major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially wow. in the gay community. Yeah, because it's okay. so intertwined with sex and using. And yeah. And I don't have crystal in my story, but I do know a lot of people that are duly addicted. Some that are really just crystal meth, but are are sent to AA because uh sometimes crystal meth anonymous can be a trigger because it's sex and and drugs, right. you know, and so it the meeting itself becomes a trigger and the phone is a trigger, you know, it's like everything's the trigger. And so they're sent to AA because there's longer term sobriety and and whatever. But I sometimes wonder, like, ACA seems very advanced to me in the sense of there. It's very vibrant, right? They released, I want to say, a year and a half ago now, the Loving Parent Guidebook. And it's mm -hmm. released for a period of three years where the fellowship is supposed to use the book and send in reports so that, you know, on what they think should be updated to make it more user friendly, you know, to reach oh, more people. Oh, I didn't people. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the it's, I want to say 2025, maybe. I don't know. The dates mixed up. But I know they released it with a three-year thing where they were then going to update based on the fellowship's feedback. Um, wow. And I love that progressiveness of it. And I mm -hmm. almost wonder, mm -hmm. is there another book for AA or are we just there where we are, you know, where it's like big book, 12 and 12, you know, the concepts, you know, and, you know, the um, whatever the service manual, you know, and then the living sober and the tertiary things, you know, courage to change and then pass it on good old timers, all those other books, you know, or is there opportunity really for us to continue to grow what what's existing, you know, I don't know, but I think it could be an interesting conversation. I'm not necessarily involved in service on that level. Um, and I know that there's like, I think a new, I think they're calling it the clean big book. I'm not sure if it's clean. So they're using a word where it's like all inclusive, where they're using language. My understanding is they're using language that is not, I think it's non-binary if I heard them correctly. Don't quote me on that. You can Google it, but I don't know. I, I, I think like, you know, this whole 
topic for me is like, is there opportunity for, for, you know, I don't know, other, other AA experiences that incorporate this connectedness to oneself, you know, because came to believe never for me did it, you know, as far as people found their spirituality, like that book never resonated for me, you know, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and the ACA spiritual is connected. Go ahead. I think that's a really, really interesting topic because, one, I had no idea about that with the ACA literature. I think that is the coolest thing and way to be open minded and not so into structure that you're not thinking of the bigger picture. And Mm. then a woman's way through the steps. I had a sponsee that asked me to get the book and the literature I asked her to get it for me instead um, and go through it that way Hmm. and you had been talking about it at the same time and then somebody else saw me with the book and they asked me to sponsor them just because I had the book in my hand and Hmm. I just as I'm going through it I'm realizing but I don't think it should be a woman's way through the steps basically this thing is kind of addressing what you know, has been my big thing where people who try and hide underneath the pile and take care Mm. of others before themselves. But it shouldn't just because I have um, male friends in recovery who suffer from the same thing. And so, yeah, I do think that's really interesting. I do think with AA, there's so many people attached to the history and the tradition and the structure I just, there's so many men I can think of in the rooms that would be like, we don't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> Who are all slowly dying, I want to say. They're all slowly dying. <laughs> and miserable, by the way. Like, sl- I do not want to you death. have. You are yeah, crispy. You are so dry and crunchy. Crunchy, crispy. Yeah. I do not want what you have. Yeah. Snap, crackle, in- pop. yes totally yeah i yeah i think it'd be interesting similarly to yeah i love that you mentioned that book and even just like the books like drop the rock that i for me has held so much meaning you know um and then there's i think drop the rock reflections which is six and seven through the lens of ten which i've read with a few people as well so I don't know. I think that there's room, you know, and what that really looks like, I have no idea. But um, this thing of being able to be in myself and to experience solitude versus the loneliness to be, Mm -hmm. um, it's a whole new world, right? It is a whole new world. And it feels like I'm giving myself a hug and it allows me to go anywhere on this earth. And mm. I was telling the story last night at dinner with these people about me going to Paris by myself that I'd always wanted um, a man to take me to Paris and see mm. the childhood home that my mother grew up in and the address that I had for it. And I kept waiting for a man to take me. And there I was at a certain age and it's like, I got to take me. And I was recounting that story and the husband said, did you really go to Paris by yourself? I'm like, I really did. And I had a great time. And I got to find out more about me as I got scared to be on the metro. And I got scared when I realized, oh, I don't know how to ask for what I need here because nobody understands me. And and 
it was such a great experience to know myself more in the contrast than in all the mm. goody times. Mm. Uh, I just love that visual of you um, in Paris. Um, and this, you know, what I'm really um, present to right now is this, how I can be connected to myself and resource myself and regulate myself, not in a selfish way, in a self-care, self-love, self-acceptance way. Uh, and I think all too often in the program, you know, the self, 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 self-centered, self-pity, all of those are, it's kind of like the acceptance thing. Sometimes I hear like people like, yeah, well, I don't have to accept the unacceptable. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to be an effing doormat. Do you know what I mean? But it's right. just a matter of acknowledging like this is the way things are and that you can also change, you know, like, so right. um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful journey and um, yeah. So are, are we facts, Misty? Well, so I was just thinking as you were talking, that was such a, it helped me a lot because if I were to give you uh, an illustration of how this has worked for me, it would be mm. a four ACA walking into a grocery store thinking, what are they thinking about me? What are they thinking about me? What are they thinking about my shoes? What are they thinking about me picking up that avocado, blah, 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 right? And mm. then doing the work and going, look, I'm not thinking about what they're thinking about me. I'm not thinking about what they're thinking about me. I'm not thinking. And then continually going to the point where I'm like, I care what I'm thinking about me. I don't even notice if someone lands. You know, I mean, somewhere in there, there's a balance, but that I'm still at the place where I'm like, look, I don't even care if they're thinking about me. And I'm so <laughs> aware of it, you know? Yes. So the amygdala is stretching and it is probably, you know, progress, not perfection. There's no there, there, but mm. I really, as I'm progressing, I'm having so much fun with this. The thing that keeps coming up for me, and maybe this is this is the book or this is the thing, is this you always say it, equanimity. And like I think it's come up in a few of the, our more recent um podcasts where it's the extremes and we're you know, the it you know, mm -hmm. it, it alludes to it in four, like the overly depressive sponsee that is like I'm the biggest piece of shit, right? Versus the grandiose one where it's like, y'all right. just need to do your own inventory. <laughs> but this it's like those extremes, those polarities show up in many different ways, right? Like, I don't care what they're thinking about. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Versus what are they thinking about? You know, it's like all of those extremes. <laughs> it's like it's like that you know it's and it's like just showcasing how we're all somewhere in between but usually leaning towards one side you know right right and if i can just you know it's kind of that saying in aa if i can just stay near the middle mm. i'll be doing good <laughs> um all right we are on our final five and i have a question for you which is when you are thinking about when's the last time that you notice your brain being on a cortisol high with something that you noticed in sobriety that you were getting like a dopamine hit from something? Okay. So I've been, um, 
really delving into fantasy and that has kind of been my way out, you know, and whereas in the, and I'm see, I'm marking this as progress for me because in the past I would be all up into the action, like buy now, hook up now, eat now, like oh, it was, everything was the now, you know, and it was like yeah. an action. Whereas now it's the subtle escapism of the fantasy and just living there for a few minutes and I've been finding myself having these like really juicy crushes with like people that are not 100% unavailable um, and that they're not also 100% available. You know, they're somewhere in the middle. And I actually think they're leaning more towards actually potentially being available. They just have no idea that, I, you know, like, so I am finding myself in uh, rejoicing and relishing in fantasy um, and allowing myself to live there for, you know, a few minutes and then, you know, delving back into what's happening now. How about you? Well, first of all, I love that. I love how gentle and kind what you just said was with Sam mm -hmm. and that you're seeing like, hey, you know, this is a good thing. We're showing a lot of progress in this area and mm. I'm giving myself permission to do this thing. And you know, also, I'm a big fan of that with, you know, friends that I have that have been married for a long time. And usually it's only the women confessing to me that they have crushes. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that is helpful to your marriage. There's a big difference between taking an action on a crush and just having a crush. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if you've been married, you know, 15 years and you get a crush on your trainer, go sleep with your husband and pretend he's the trainer for that day. Like, That'll be great for everyone on board and it's fine. Like give yourself permission for that. Anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> my, my last dopamine hit that I was conscious of is um, I think it's shopping. That's what's coming to mind mm. is that. I really like to go thrifting and antiquing and I get dopamine hits from finding something that's valuable that nobody else found. Mm. And like, I'll find some, there'll be 1700 glasses on a shelf in a Goodwill and my brain, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator will zero in on this one that has an etching in it. Oh my God, that's real 24 karat gold. And I'll turn it under and it'll be signed by someone and I'll, I'll look it up yeah. on eBay and those are going for $60 a glass. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm a genius. And I get a dopamine hit and I buy six of them for $30 and I come <laughs> home and then I forget to take the picture and I forget to put them on eBay and I forget to do the description. And now I'm a fucking hoarder. Um, not really, but like <laughs> Jesus, this is the one that I'm like, okay, I I know in the moment it feels like we've struck gold, mm. <laughs> but you know I'm being very conscientious today about that dopamine and about what the reality is, and like you're saying, it is progress. Well, no, I keep buying it, but anyways, that's where we're at. So. <laughs> My amygdala is Okay, is that what you want to hear? There we go. <laughs> the answer is, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mine is. I don't know about y'all's. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's it for me. And I hope you guys all have a good week. And uh, bitch, call your sponsor. 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 Send us an email with comments, questions, or concerns. BCY sponsor at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate five stars.